Hi. 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 How are you? It's real dark in here. It is dark in here. Light bulbs went out. Um, I was just looking around for the trash witch, but it looks like that trash can's outside. Also, P.S. I was walking up and there's a random box of cereal and chips. What? By my trash can. And I'm like, it. who left this here? Trash witch. Trash witch. She's like, if y'all aren't going to feed me inside. Listen. When whenever we finally have merch, that's gonna be our very trash first witch. like a trash yeah. witch with a little yeah. somebody commented on our Instagram and said Oh my um, gosh, I haven't seen it yet. Oh, what's his what's his name? Color guard guy, I think. Hi, if you're listening, and if I said your name wrong, I'm sorry, but he said you should do, you know, like a trash can with a witch picking out. Oh my out. gosh. I'm like that yes. would be so cute. We'll call yes. it trash witch. Tra- trash witch. <laughs> I love it so much. Yeah, me what, too. What do you have for me today? Okay, today I have a story. It's a missing woman. I love it when you do these. I mean, I don't love it for these right. people, but I love it when you do these. Well, I like the I like the missing people because it's um especially when it's one that so this was one that happened around here in Central Kentucky, and I remember when it happened. Um, I think it was like 2013. I've got the date in here somewhere, but it wasn't that long ago, and I remember when it happened because it's a weird story. Mm-hmm. But I don't know how much national attention it got. So okay. I like it when we can tell stories like yes. that. But Maybe not everybody has yeah. already heard. Yeah. And we've been seeing growth in, in oh, the podcast. my gosh. So we've expanded our reach. Stop it. Don't tell us that. Listen, my computer just likes to notify me of things, and I can't figure out how to turn it off. Yep. So we're <laughs> so, going to roll with it. Sorry. But, yeah, we, um, y- you know, TikTok. We had, we had a TikTok that just surprisingly took off, and, like, our number of listens has Jumped. tripled. It's tripled. It's been yeah. crazy. So, but that's exciting because that means that there might be more people who get to hear this story. Yeah. And I think it would be great if people got interested in it again because, I mean, I'm going to tell the story, but it seems real obvious what happened. Right. Real obvious. Okay. So, I can't figure out why it's a mystery. I can't figure out why yeah. the person who seems obviously responsible oh. is not not being charged. I think it. it's just because they've never found her. Oh. So, let's go. Ready? Nobody, Ready. no murder. No. Uh, oh, hey, this is <laughs> Witch's Magic Murder Mystery. <laughs> and I'm Kara. I'm Megan. <laughs> hey, guys. And the trash witch is outside. Yes. Okay. With her cereal. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go. Brooklyn Farthing, who went by Brooke, lived in Berea, Kentucky, with her mother, stepfather, and two sisters, Paige and Tasha. So not far from us. No, Berea is like 40 miles yeah. south of here. And I love Berea. It's, it's got, like, so cute. It's such a cool artsy town. Yeah. It has that big art center. It's got some great restaurants. There's a college there that is, like, income-based. Mm-hmm. Um, you basically can go there for free. Yeah. Um, it's incredible. So, and it's a good school. It's not like you yeah. go there for free and it's not a good school. It's a really good school. Good yeah. school. So, um, Brooke's sister described her as spunky and energetic. She said that Brooke was a tell-you-how-it-is level of person. I know. She's like you. Yeah. She's fucking energetic. She loved animals and the outdoors. Like, she liked to go fishing and hunting, but she was a true girly girl who loved pink and camouflage. Oh. Yeah. She would do anything to help anyone, and she had the sweetest, deep, long, country-sounding voice that you could only find in Kentucky, which I thought was sweet. I love that. Her sister maintains a website for her. 
So that's where this that came from. That's so sweet. She had an interest in baking and would spend a lot of her nights baking brownies for the family. And when not in the kitchen, she could be found talking with her mother. The point is, she seems just like a normal, she, yeah. everyday kid. She's not like some kid who started hanging out with a rough group. She's not someone who got yeah. in trouble. Not like our vampire. She's client. not a wild child. Yeah. She, yeah. <laughs> she had a good relationship with her family. And I read several examples of how she did like helpful things for her community. Okay. She was a Girl Scout for a long time, like, oh. like past the yeah. young age. Yeah. And so um, this is just like, she's the kind of girl I think I would have hung out with if we right. were in high school yeah. together, you know? On the day she disappeared, June 22nd, 2013, she and her sister Paige took their test to get their driver's license. Oh. Brooke passed. Okay. Paige did not. <laughs> I'm sure that sucked. Yeah. So when I was, of course, Brooke was 18. Because now the driver's license rules are so odd. I don't even understand how long you have to wait. Yeah. But when I, back in the olden days, yeah. when I was 16, yeah. the day you turned 16, you could go get yeah, your permit. Same. Yeah. And I passed. Right. And then 30 days later, you go get your driver's yeah. license. That's it. Yeah. And my friend. that's enough time to practice. Yeah. I hope, yeah. <laughs> my friend Crystal and I, we were born on the same day. We always had our birthday parties together. We obviously went for our driver's right. license test together. She passed. I didn't. Oh, so then we had to go to school and go to lunch that day. Oh, no. And I just had to sit there and be like, yeah, I didn't pass. Yeah, I didn't do it. I didn't make it. It's okay. I could go back literally the next week. Yeah. And I passed. Yeah. But the lady, <laughs> at the end of it, she was like, you passed, but you were not ready to drive. <laughs> like, I passed with the bare minimum score. She was not wrong. I was not ready to drive. I was a terrible, terrible driver. Okay. That's amazing. She goes, you passed. She wasn't happy about it. You were not ready. She's like, you passed, but I wish you passed you right now. (laughs) Um, So after the test, the two girls and their mom stopped by the Stockyard restaurant where their older sister Tasha worked to tell her the news. And Tasha's the one I was saying earlier who Mm -hmm. maintains the website. So that after that, that evening, they all went to Brooke's grandparents' house for a party for her papa's 70th birthday. Oh. She calls him papa. Like I do. Yeah, I had a papa. I love my papa. My papa was the best person I know. So Tasha said, at the time, I did not know it would be my last time celebrating Papa's birthday or doing so together with Paige and Brooke. Oh, dang. Before daylight the next morning, Brooke disappeared. Oh, gosh. After the birthday party, Brooke, Paige, and their cousin went to another birthday party off Red Lick Road in Berea. Paige and their cousin left the party not long after they got there. It was about 8 p.m. But Brooke had plans to stay the night at a close friend's house, so she took an overnight back with her. Okay. Um, however, she and her friend that she was supposed to stay the night with ended up getting in an argument. Oh. Because the friend, from what I could tell, her friend wanted to stay at a boy's house. Maybe it was her oh. boyfriend. And so they got in an argument. The plan fell through. And Brooke's friend left the party without her. <gasps> no. I know. And I'm like, in hindsight, I'm sure yeah. that has been a hard thing for her to deal with. Yeah. But I'm still going to give you all a speech at the end of this about not leaving your friends yeah. alone anywhere. Anywhere. I can't imagine, you know, the guilt. According to Brooke's stepfather, another friend of hers was drunk and needed to go home. So a friend of a friend was at the party party, and he offered Brooke his vehicle to give the boy a ride home. So that friend of a friend who had the car, his name is Josh Hensley. So from what information the stepfather has been able to gather from investigators, Brooke drove her friend home in Josh's vehicle and then had to bring the vehicle back to Josh's house which was on the 100 block of Dillon Court in Berea. From what I could tell, Josh went with her to do all this. So Mm -hmm. 
She left the party with Josh and the guy friend who needed a ride home. They gave the friend a ride home and then went back to Josh's house. Okay. It's interesting to me that her dad said that Brooke was the one that drove. Like, was Josh not able to drive? Like, right. Maybe he was too drunk? Yeah. Um, that's my guess because it seems like if Josh could have driven, he just could have given her a ride home. Yeah. But also maybe Brooke just drove because she just got a driver's license. And it yeah, was she was excited about it. So who knows? Not long after Brooke arrived at Josh's house, she started texting friends about needing a ride home. Oh. In the early morning hours, she spoke with Paige by the phone and told her she would be home once a friend got off work and could give her a ride. She had texted her ex-fiance, even though they weren't together anymore, they were still friends. Yeah. And he was at work, so he worked night shift, and she texted him to say that he needed to come get her when he got off work. At 4.26 that morning, she texted him to say, hurry, because I'm scared. Oh, no. I know, I hate that. At 5.30 a.m., the very last text came from her phone, and it was sent to him, her ex-fiance. It said, never mind, I'm okay, I'm going to a party in Rockcastle County. Mm. He replied to ask who she was with, and he never got a response. Oh, no. So, just a quick aside. I read a really long reddit thread about all this uh-huh. and there were a lot of people who thought it was weird that brooke would say rock castle county instead of just saying the specific town right they made it seem like oh since she wasn't specific that's really suspicious but as someone who's lived in kentucky my whole life like yeah. that's normal yeah we just yeah we yeah. constantly refer to places by the county right um unless it's like lexington or louisville or yeah like a big city like Bowling i refer Green. to nicholasville as jasmine county everything's county yeah, yeah. So there's just, I mean, there's 120 counties in Kentucky. There's yeah. a lot of counties, and you're just more likely to. And not. in Ohio, there's a city named a county. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. whatever that, that craziness was last week. <laughs> anyway, but besides that, no one really thinks that she's the one that sent that 5:30 no. a.m. text. Anyway, yeah. so we'll get back to that. The next day, Brooke was supposed to meet her friends at a car show in Somerset, and when she didn't show up, people started to worry and make some phone calls. Police records show that more than 1,000 calls were placed to Brooke's phone oh in that gosh. first 24 hours where they were trying to find her. Oh, wow. Her friends finally, like, talked to people who were at the party the night before. Yeah. And they finally traced Brooke back to leaving the party with Josh. So Paige called Josh, and he was like, yeah, she was here, but I left this morning. And before I left, I overheard her talking about going to a party in Rockcastle, Rockcastle mm. County. Like, okay. <laughs> okay. So here's Josh's story. So exactly what she said in her text message. Yeah. Magic. Yeah. Huh. So this is where... All right. So Josh explained that he felt like it was awkward being home alone with Brooke because he was friends with her ex-fiance. So he left her alone at his house while he went to take care of a horse that morning. Huh. He said that when he left, Brooke was sitting on the couch smoking. At about 7 a.m., Josh Hensley called the fire department and reported a fire inside the home. He said that he left, and when he got back, he found the couch on fire. Huh. Brooke and her cell phone were gone, but her cowboy boots, purse, and some of the clothes were still there, um, like from her overnight bag. Hmm. The house fire began on the couch and almost completely consumed it and burned a hole in the floor underneath. But it was extinguished before it got out of control. It was ruled suspicious. The home was in foreclosure, and Josh was in the process of moving out. This is the part that I, just really bothers me. I mean, there's a lot of this. That really yeah. Me, but so he was in the process of moving out. As a result, utilities to the house had been turned off for weeks, and there was no electricity there at all. Why what? did he, Why did they go back to this house? What? There was no. It's in the middle of the night, and there's no power. What? Okay. So you just set the couch on fire because it's covered in her blood. So here's the thing. Brooke's mom later pointed out that when Josh called 911, he didn't mention anything about Brooke being in the house. 
Like you think he'd be like, like there's a house I'm fire. A, I'm concerned there was a friend. There was of a, a girl here when here. I left. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't. No one knew that Brooke had been there and there was a house fire until Paige called Josh, and then he's like, Oh, yeah. that's that's weird. Oh yeah, and it was a house fire this morning. Huh. Weird. Huh. All these qu- how strange. I don't know, but I mean, I just it's what I'm a mystery. Ex fiance. Yeah, so. I didn't want to leave her. But when I came back and there was a fire, I just didn't think about it. I just it was anymore. so concerned. I just thought, well, the- she's not here. Yeah. I'm just glad that the fire is Good out. thing she wasn't here when the fire happened. Yeah. I mean. But, I mean, she left a few things, I guess. But I don't so, know if they're necessities. Once Brooke had been missing for 24 hours, they filed a police report. Which is another thing. Like, I'm assuming someone told them. Yeah. You have to wait for 24 hours. Right. Which, it sucks. I'm telling you. If my kid ever goes missing. No, I'm going immediately. Yeah. It'll be two hours. I don't care. Yeah. <clears throat> there was one time <laughs> I could not find my youngest. And at, at, she wasn't anywhere. I, mean, I couldn't find her at all. And as I'm running through the upstairs of the house and realizing that she's not there and she's not outside, I had the thought of like, this is how it happens. This is how it happens. This is really it. Oh, my God. I mean, I was, and it turned out she'd gone into a neighbor's house, like gone outside, <laughs> which she wasn't supposed to do. Oh, punk. But I was just like. I had that moment of you like where you realize this could really happen. (laughs) I will find you. I will find you. And I will hurt you. Yeah. But yeah, this whole, you know, you just had this moment of reality that's like, you'd never think this is going to happen. But yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I'm not waiting 24 hours. Heck no. So let's talk about that last text that she sent. Um, Like I said, nobody really seems to believe that she's the one no, that sent that. No, it's sketchy. She had plans, like I said, to go to that car show the next day with her yeah. friends. So it seems odd that she would head to a new party at right. 530 in the morning. She, and who's having a party at 530 in the morning? Uh, a couch party. Kids these days. A couch burning couch party. party. Her stepdad also pointed out that it was really weird that some of her clothes and cowboy boots were still at the house and she wasn't. She would dress up and she always made sure she had everything with her. She wanted to look good at all times, he said. So, like, if she left, she would have taken her things with her. So, yeah. So, it's not the clothes she had on. It's the clothes that were She planned on changing into. Right. Kara. Yes, Megan. I have been seeing all over TikTok these hair straighteners. Ever since I got my hair cut, I still feel like I'm learning how to do my hair all over mm-hmm. again. Let me tell you, I have found one that works really well. It's um, from Tymo. Uh-huh. T-Y-M-O. Yes. And it is the company for getting the best type of straightener for everything your hair could possibly need. It's all over social media right now with products from $59.99 to top of the line straighteners. Each of their products are built to last and have so many options for whatever your hair needs are. So Kara and I received a couple of the products. Oh my we gosh. got a so exciting and a blow dryer. Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the straightener because that's the one that I have used. It has a cordless design, which makes it so right. handy. You traveled with it. Yes. So it's great for getting a good hair reset on the go because it's so portable and convenient. It's called the Porta. It has this 3D comb design, which is enhanced by cutting edge MCH anionic technology. So you brush it through your hair, it straightens as it goes, and it pushes against this ceramic plate that gives a frictionless glide that promises to curb frizz by 50%. And I've totally seen that because my hair gets frizzy and this just really smooths it out. I really loved it. Okay, so I got the air hype. I'm obsessed with it. I have just like naturally curly wavy hair so it was a huge game changer for me it dries your hair in half the normal time and it keeps your hair safe and shiny which i noticed immediately mm-hmm. i didn't even need to straighten it afterwards and usually i do because usually i have all those wild like curls left over yeah. the wind power on this thing is intense it's wild like i turned it up i was like let's play with these buttons okay so it has three magnetic styling attachments 
They're all amazing. You know how some blow dryers you get are like if you go to a hotel and there's a diffuser and you're like, oh my gosh, this is like tearing my hair to pieces and it's right. going to be so tangled. Not with this one. Nice. And it's magnetic. So it's great. So right now, you guys, our listeners can get 30% off their first order at timobeauty.com. T-Y-M-O beauty.com using the code WMM30. So that's just two M's. You guys know our codes usually have three. So just keep that in mind. So with so many great products to choose from, now's the time to upgrade your styling and curling kit. So go to tymobeauty.com and use the code WMM30 for 30% off your first purchase. Goodbye. Goodbye. Authorities contacted Brooke's cell phone carrier and determined that it last pinged on a tower in nearby Blue Lick, which is about 30 miles mm-hmm. from where she was last seen. For what it's worth, Blue Lick is not in Rockcastle County. It's in Lincoln County. Right. And the phone has not been turned on since. Played a couple um, of volleyball games there. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. In Blue Lick? Yeah. It doesn't seem like the kind of place that would have a... It doesn't. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> we ended up training them at the end oh, of our day. <laughs> plus their hearts. <laughs> well, it's kind of like... I mean, I looked at the map. Rockcastle and Lincoln County are right next to each other. Mm-hmm. And coming from uh, Madison County, where Berea is, it's like you would have gone through Rockcastle County to get to Lincoln yeah. County, which just makes me wonder. I just wonder why Rockcastle County was mentioned. Yeah. And so, you know, you try to figure out, like, if they knew her cell phone, whoever took like, her. Like, is that not a hint? Like, she's there. She's buried there. Right. You know how they like tell, like, there. partial truths? Yeah, because if the body's found there, he's going to be like, oh, well, she was at some party. Somebody right. there must have done something. Or if, like I said, if he knew the cell phone would ping Yeah. Her. According to the state police, authorities have searched more than 16,000 acres in three counties for the missing teen. They have scoured the land with cadaver dogs and searched bodies of water. They ask landowners, search your properties, be on the lookout for anything suspicious or wow. freshly turned ground or yeah. any sort of unusual smells. And they have not said what, if anything, they found during the searches. Hmm. Hensley, I'm making this very clear, has never been charged in Brooke Farthing's disappearance, and he's never been named as a suspect. In fact, they've never named any suspects or persons of interest what? in her disappearance. I don't know. Has he ever been in trouble? Oh, well, there's more. Okay, okay, good. So, good, good, good. If you start Googling Josh Hensley, you're going to find stories about a Josh Hensley who's currently in prison in Kentucky for domestic violence and assault. He has face tattoos, and he just seems like all around a real winner. Like, mm, yeah. Um, that's not the same one. That's a oh. different Josh Hensley. So that's another thing that kept happening on the Reddit thread. People uh, were like, oh, well, it's got to be him, because look, he ends up later in prison for domestic violence and, that's and assault. It's, that's a different Josh Dang. Hensley. But the Josh Hensley who's attached to this story was arrested in August of 2020, so just last year, and charged with possession of child porn. He was one of three men who was arrested because the men were promoting the sexual performance of a minor or sharing images of child sexual exploitation online. So Josh was charged with one count of possession of matter portraying a minor in a sexual performance, which just makes my stomach turn. Oh, yeah. Um, so between this Josh Hensley and face tattoo Josh Hensley, I just feel like we should stop naming our boys Josh Hensley. Yeah, don't. Yeah, if your name and if your last name's Hensley and you're thinking about having a son, don't name him. Just Josh. don't. Do a quick Google of what you're yeah. thinking about naming your kid, and then you'd be like, oh, oh, maybe not Josh. Oh no. Um, if, if your name is Josh Hensley, you have like a cosmic duty to be better. Yeah, and right the wrongs against your name. Step yeah. it up. Do something. Step about up that. Yeah. So. In summary, let me give you this. Yeah, so Brooklyn please. Farthing went missing from Berea, Kentucky, from the 100 block of Dillon Court on June 22nd, 2013. Gosh. 
She was 18. She was last seen wearing a gray t-shirt with the Madison County FFA logo and a pair of light blue denim jeans. At the time of her disappearance, she was 5'1 and 105 pounds. She has shoulder-length blonde hair and brown eyes. Her ears are pierced, and she has a birthmark on her left thigh. We'll put a picture on our Instagram, um, which is Magic Murder Mystery. There is currently a $14,000 reward for information leading to Brooke's return or to the capture conviction of whoever is responsible for her disappearance. You can go to www.findbrookefarthing, and it's B-R-O-O-K-E-F-A-R-T-H-I-N-G.com to help. Currently, her case is classified as endangered missing. If alive, she would be 24 years old. And if you have any information regarding this case... You can contact the Kentucky State Police at 859-623-2404. So here's my next thing. Don't leave your friends alone at parties. And I don't no. mean this like I'm blaming her friend. Because no. I know yeah. I went to parties and yeah. got left alone yeah. or left, yeah. you know, just like whatever. She can take care of herself. I'm right. not going to, I'm not here to mother her, whatever. Yeah. But no, do. Yeah, do. do. I mean, especially if you're in another town or state yeah. or anything girls trip whatever i think it's just it's so easy to be like this won't happen even to yourself to be like because like brooke was scared yeah she was texting that she was uncomfortable but she never called her mom because she didn't want to wake her mom up yeah so if you're somewhere and you're scared like you know how you know on my favorite murder they're just like don't worry about yeah being rude just be rude be rude don't worry about waking someone up or inconveniencing someone yeah this is something i worry about with my two girls because i haven't like purposefully raise them to be people pleasers but Uh like just i think just growing up like in my family yeah as my kids they're they're both respectful they're genuinely yeah yeah and which is good i'm happy they're respectful but i also want them to be like i'm not gonna get mad i'm gonna be a dick right now yeah it's okay i'm not you're not gonna get in trouble for being rude yeah so i could 100 percent see them being like really stuck on this decision of trying to figure out a way to like not be rude even though they're freaked out and scared but they don't want to be the one who rocks the boat yeah so like I said, I saw somewhere that Brooke didn't just call her mom and ask for a ride because she knew she'd be asleep and didn't want to wake her. Yeah. And I'm just like, oh, my God, wake up your parents. Yeah. Wake up anybody. Anybody. So yeah. If you are freaked out, just trust your gut. And if it turns out later that everything was fine. Great. Right. Cool. Yeah. All right. You still did the right thing. Yeah. You're no worse yeah. off. Like just you're. Yeah. Your first loyalty has to be to taking care of yourself. So. Yeah. If you're freaked out, pay attention to it. Yeah. A lot of the times, like subconsciously, we pick up on things that there you may not be able to logically point to a reason why you're scared. You just know that something's wrong. So like yeah. be a dick and apologize later. Absolutely. <laughs> That's the story of Brooke Farthing's disappearance. I think How it's, has no one said anything? I think like, it has to be because not there's talk? not a body. I think it's because I mean, as far as like legal legally. Legally. I'm not saying she he did it. Yeah. Yeah. We we can't. Say I am saying thing. it's mighty suspicious. Yeah. It's a little suspicious. His story is bizarre. The fact that he came, he left her, came back, there was a fire. On the couch. And there, and he never mentioned her. Yeah. To anyone. Yeah. Until Paige called and was like, hey, where's Brooke? Did she come to your house last night? That's so weird. Okay. So like the amazing podcast up and vanished, you know how yes. like people just started talking Mm -hmm. and then on threads people were like oh i was actually here when this happened or so i overheard so and so saying that so and so said this like how has none of this happened i don't know because there were a thousand phone calls to her yeah and berea is not a big place you guys berea is a small town i mean it's not like where i grew up small but it's smaller than lexington yeah and i knew when, when i was in high school i had friends who were in berea like it's it's one of those things where you everybody knows everybody you yeah. know yeah 
it's not big enough to where stuff like this happens and nobody has any clue what happened. And so the only thing I just keep thinking because they've never found her body. Nobody's been prosecuted. Because I can't, I mean, it just seems so obvious. Yeah. (laughs) But I guess they're afraid to prosecute it, which I understand the whole thing. But her sister's like, she wouldn't have run away. She had no plan. You know, she had plans the next day. She had a good relationship with her family. There was just no reason to run and away. And I couldn't, well, I don't, I guess they, I don't know if they had this in 2013. I mean, I feel like they would have, like, at the, you know, when they're investigating something, they're just like, okay, well, can we have access to your cell phone so we can pull your records? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I wonder, did they access his cell phone? Yeah. Did like, it did ping, they, yeah. you know, wherever she was, like, and stuff like that. And that, we just don't know. Did they not even, like, ask him? I mean, if they didn't name him as a person of interest or a suspect, does that mean that they didn't check his cell phone records or? I don't. That's what I'm wondering. Like, they didn't even, like, ask him questions. And I I'm know wondering I, now they, that he's they, in They jail. said they questioned anybody who was involved. Yeah. Like, attached to her and who was around at her that time and all those things. But maybe now that he's in jail, he'll talk. And you just never know in a small town, like, who he might have known. Yeah. That would have been like, oh, Josh never would have done that. Oh, like, yeah, you're was, right. We won't yeah. worry about it. We'll just go ahead and mark him off the list. Yeah, he's a good old country boy. Don't worry about him. <laughs> but, but now that good old country boy had possession of child porn. So yeah, he can kick rocks. <laughs> <laughs> he can kick. He can rocks. kick some rocks. Uh, so I know that was a little bit shorter than stories we usually do, but it's one of those that. Just like I said, it kind of stuck yeah. with me because it's so obvious. No, web sleuths get out there. Right. Her. And the other thing is, like, if you look for recent news stories, they're all just, aside from Josh Hensley being arrested in 2020 for something completely unrelated. Nobody kept up with it. Well, there's just like, there's the yearly, like, hey, she's been gone five years. Hey, she's been um, gone six years. And then it's just a rehash of everything. We There's yeah. nothing new. Yeah. Which is weird, too. Since that was a short one, I have a little, I have another tiny yes. story to tell you please do so um i wanted to tell you all about an email we got from one of our listeners brandon i'd really hoped to be able to do a full episode on this but i haven't been able to find enough information on yeah. it so instead i just want to tell you all about it because we always like to add places to the list of like yeah. creepy places uh-huh. that we talk about on our podcast uh-huh. and maybe we'll visit someday yes so here's brandon's e- email so i know this isn't kentucky but this is a place that nobody can really explain it's called the devil's tramping ground and it's located in bear creek north carolina <gasps> it is said that nothing can grow within the circle things go missing and if you try to camp inside the circle like if you're brave or dumb enough people have reported waking up well outside the circle like kylo nagrana yes oh my <laughs> gosh i'm not sure if it would be a mystery or a magic but it's definitely interesting can't wait to hear the next episode brandon l so brandon thank you so yes. much for sending that in and totally cool that it's not kentucky that's not yeah like no a i want to go take a peek at it but i don't want to get in it well so you can look it up on atlas obscura and i'll post a picture of it on our instagram too and it talks about there's a 120 year old legend about an empty circular patch in the North Carolina woods. Yeah, you don't mess with fairy circles. Seems like we could totally drive there. Yeah. Oh, um, we could go visit Brittany on our way there. Yes. <gasps> okay. Okay. We're Step going. back from the main Brittany, road. watch out. We're coming for you. <laughs> <laughs> it's an empty patch of woods, a dusty circle, barren of plant life. It's about 40, we- 40 feet wide. And oh. according to stories dating back to 1882, the devil comes to dance. <gasps> The stories go on to say nothing will grow there and animals won't cross this empty patch of woods. 
Also known as the Devil's Tramping Ground, perhaps the most popular legend about the strip of grass is that if one places anything in the center, no matter how heavy it is, when you come back the next day, it's been thrown out overnight, so the devil has room to dance. And people say they have witnessed red glowing eyes in the middle of the circle. Oh my gosh. However, a few years back, a journalist from the Greensboro paper spent the night in a tent smack in the middle of it with his two dogs to disprove the story. He stayed the night, though he reported hearing ghostly footsteps circling his tent. So, okay. So a journalist. Yeah. And his dogs stayed all night in the middle yeah, of it. Yeah, but there were dogs there. Without Maybe the devil out. doesn't like dogs. Well, I still want to know why there's this 15-foot circle where nothing grows. Yeah. Like, that's weird. Like, normal yeah. plant life, you'll see when I post a picture, normal plant life surrounds it's, the circle, but nothing it grows inside it. there. And it's a circle. It's aliens, right? Yeah, it has to be. <laughs> Obviously. It has to or be. Or fairies. Yeah. Aliens or fairies. Same thing, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, we figured it out. We figured it out. Aliens are fairies. They're fairies. <gasps> Someone draw a fairy alien. Please God. do. Do we have Please. any artistic people in our following? Wouldn't that be amazing? Fairy aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Get so, on it. According to NCPedia, which is like a North Carolina resource site, some people believe the spot was an ancient meeting place for local Native American tribes. Even cooler. Who made the bear circle with their ceremonial dances. Uh-huh. Another explanation links the area to the legend of the lost colony of Roanoke. Yes. <gasps> I, I think about that it. story. Yeah. I think that is the very first story that got yes. me into the whole thing of like, what? What? Conspiracy yes, It was an, like an old, like a Charlie Brown book yes. I used to have. Yeah. And it was like a book of like just questions. And one of them was, what happened to Roanoke? Yeah. And I was a kid, and I was so obsessed with that story, and I oh feel gosh, like it's what got yeah. me into a lot of this. Yes. So, this story holds that the tramping ground was an area called Croatan, named for a fallen tribal chief buried there after a battle. Oh. And the word Croatoan, which was carved in the tree uh-huh. um, on Roanoke Island after the colony disappeared, yeah. referred to this battle site. Yeah. In both of these stories, the tribal gods purportedly preserved the barren circle as a memorial to their followers' loyalty. Oh, that's amazing. We're going. We have Brandon. So, Brandon, thank you for sending in that story. Yes. It's fascinating. And if you, if any of you have any stories, it doesn't matter. If they're, no. if they're enough that we can research and find an episode, we'll do a full episode on it. And if there's not... We're just going to give you a shout out. Yeah, we're going to do that like we just did. And then there's a few of you who have sent in stuff that I'm still trying to figure out if we can do an episode on yeah. or not. So, if we haven't gotten to you yet, please don't think that we've forgotten about it. Yeah. You. Just be patient with us. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So, there you go. Okay, web sleuths, go find her. Yeah, Brooke Farthing. Yeah, okay. And if you have any, like I said, story ideas, email them to us. You can go to our Instagram, yeah. which is Magic Murder and Mystery, and see pictures of everything. Yep. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. We'll talk to y'all next week. All right, bye, guys. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>